Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. You know, I meet some interesting and wonderful people. And this sister I met, wonderful person, was in a crazy relationship. And when me and her was talking about it, it hurt me to the core about how some of you men move out here in the world. We're going to talk about a variety of different things just in general. But she's such a sweet woman. I wanted her to get her story out to the rest of the world because it was truly on my mind. And I want to thank you for um, taking the time to talk to me, huh? Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you ain't got to talk to me. You know, like you know, like we said on this, we don't say nobody's names. We don't do that. So I like for people to feel free to talk. Now, I know you had told me that you had just um, was having a baby, had a miscarriage. And first, what what do you think? What, was it stress? Yeah, between that and probably my health. I'm diabetic. Oh, okay. But you look so healthy. <laughs> I didn't also, I didn't used to be. I used to be thicker than a snicker. Is that right? Yeah, I used to be like two forty, but I'm tall, so I didn't really look like it. But I was, I was, I, I was a, I was a thick, I was a thick one. Okay. And I lost okay. weight being diabetic. So you went to the doctor, and they told me they they was talking about you had to lose weight. No, I just did it because. So when I first found out I was diabetic, I was pregnant. I had um, gestational diabetes, and it's supposed to go away when you have when you give birth. But mine didn't. It came back like a year and a half later. Right. And um, I went to the doctor for something else, and they ended up telling me that I, my sugar levels were high. They were like above the 600s, which isn't isn't normal. It shouldn't be. It should be between like 150 and 180. Right. So you could have had a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, I actually did have a stroke last year. Get the fuck out of here. Yep, I didn't know it. Yep, I ended up having a blood clot in my brain, and I had had a stroke with it. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, in my stand up lately, I've been I've been really stressing it to the men more. I just really started. But I'm just really stressed to the women now that you brought this up. And everybody, we could stay alive a lot longer if people got regular checkups. Whether you're young, oh, because you're young. Yes, I. Well, how old? How old do you think I am? You gotta be about thirty-three, thirty-four. Nope. Older? Yep. Get the hell out of here! How old? I'm thirty-eight. Okay, you still didn't get 30. You didn't like you was going to say you were 52. <laughs> I was only a couple years No, well, I'm 30. I'm almost 40. Yes, but that's still young. Well, tell my daughter that because she calls me old all the time. Oh, yeah. All kids think all kids think them numbers are old until they get that age. And they go, wow, mom and dad was really young. Because I'm 92 years old. I feel 37. <laughs> I, I I feel thirty seven. Yes, I do. I feel thirty seven. 
So, um, so you, so now, how are you working on getting your health right where you want it to be? Well, I'm on insulin, um, two different kinds. I take one throughout the day. Um, I check my sugar for every meal, and then I take one at night. That's supposed to help keep it down at night. And my eating habits have changed for the most part, somewhat. Mhm. Because you know what most people don't know, the body is allowed one tablespoon of sh- of sugar in your whole body. One tablespoon. That's what comes regularly. So when people are putting sugar in their coffee, I seen a young lady was putting. Sugar, and they think if they put um, what's the other sugar other than regular sugar, brown sugar, or mm-hmm. there's other substitute sugar which is worse than sugar, that they're doing something. They think they're doing something to their body, and that, but actuality is still killing you. And I tell people who drink coffee all the time who put sugar in their coffee, imagine you take that same pack of sugar and pour it in a cup as many times as you drink for over 20-something years, and watch how big that pile would look. It'll be a mountain of sugar. And over the years from the sugar, alcohol, if the person is not working out, you have damaged your body to a point that sometimes you can't recover. So it's good that you have lost your weight. Now, is it ever possible to get off? No, not the one I have. You have to take it for the rest of your life? Yes, I am type 1. So that never changes? Never changes. Are you sure? I'm sure. It'll never change. My my pancreas doesn't produce enough, barely any, of what it needs to produce for me not to have me diabetic. Wow. That is insane. Wear a little thingy on my arm that tells me when it's high and low. I'm not. I'm not too far gone though. I don't have to wear a pump. A pump is when you put that thing on your on your side and it pumps stuff in medicine in you all day. I'm not that far gone. So man, man, so to the world out here, please get your checkups on a regular basis. I guarantee. Because there's a thing that people need to know called life. L i f e screening. I want everybody to write that down. Life screening. It's like $149. What you do is you go to, when they come to your city, you make an appointment, you pay the $149 of your insurance can cover it. And they put these machines on you, like a dialysis machine. They put it on your ankle, they put one inside your neck, and it could prevent um, strokes, heart attacks, um, your bones, it, it it shows it shows them everything. They give you this this paperwork, and you can take it to your doctor uh, when you take your regular doctor visits. But I, it's something that I suggest to everybody to look into life screening. So you're having this this issue with your health. You're trying to stay um, good. And how did I mean I, you got pregnant? That's obvious. You fucking so <laughs> when. You, you, this guy that you're dealing with, explain the situation. I know you said you were living together and um, you found some cheating on you and uh, all hell broke loose, but you he pulled the gun out on you. And um, What I am finding in the world, I hate hypocrites, right? 
I hate a man that he'll have a family around the corner. He'll have two or three children. And the woman that finds out about him cheating, he treats that woman like she the one that was cheating. In your situation, how did it lead up to that situation and how are you handling it? Um, well, I guess he tried to make it sound like he had went through my phone and caught me doing something, which I knew that that wasn't the truth because I don't have nothing in my phone to hide. So if he did go through my phone, I didn't care. I laid down and still stayed asleep. So since he kept saying he went through my phone, I just grabbed his phone and seen and hit the side button and seen an inappropriate message and was like, oh, Okay, so this is what we're doing. And then from there, right. he just got mad and madder and madder, and one thing led to another, and it it was crazy. It was crazy. He was supposed to come so to he, the show with me. Right, right, right. So he's supposed to come to the show. Um, he gets mad at you. But but why the gun? Why, why did he feel he had to intimidate you with a gun? Um, that's just how mad he got. Wow. Because he had head. something in his phone, but you didn't have nothing in your phone. Mm-hmm. And it shows you the mind of something. I'm tell you a story. Um, a cop in um, Washington, D.C. She wasn't with her baby's daddy anymore. She was dating another guy. He started dating another woman. Out of nowhere, after 11 years, he hits her with this paperwork about how he wanted to being the kid's life and blah blah blah. Apparently, it had to be because of the um, the woman he started seeing, but in actuality, it backfired on him because he started something he can handle. So why he wound up going to court? He said that he wasn't going to get his way. He started yelling at the judge, et cetera, et cetera, and the judge is basically like, "We're not going to have this in here." Um, what you doing? So a lot of men would do things and it backfires on him and just the emotion. And I'm quite sure what led to him doing this gun thing is that he was embarrassed and didn't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yo, how the fuck? I forgot that was in my phone. And I have to be honest. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, I was cheating. Or, I wasn't really cheating because my relationship with her was pretty much done. But we um, was in the car. And we had that same scenario about the phone. And I said, don't nobody be calling me on my phone. And as I was giving her the phone like an immature ass, as my hand was traveling in the car, I was in the driver's seat to the passenger seat, a woman had sent me a picture, not a picture, a text message saying how good my dick was. Right, it was the worst <laughs> fucking timing of my life. <laughs> but here is the scenarios that this can help anybody around this world. When those type of things, like your situation, that situation happened to me about twenty something years ago, it teaches you if you don't really understand that you're supposed to end the relationship. These are signs for you to break this off. What most people do because of the signs, they think they're supposed to be with the man or woman that they're pursuing. They chase that person down. 
to to me not understanding they're about to make this person's life more miserable. And let me prove my point. In life, what men do is chase a female that don't really want them. But to me, the universe is trying to keep these two people away from each other, but we don't see the signs. See, I used to say this on the podcast a while ago, and most people probably who are listening, they hear I'll say, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Most men go where they're not tolerated, and women too, to the point that you wind up having a kid because sex makes babies, not love. And if you're fucking and somebody gets pregnant, don't mean that was love, meaning you was just having sex. Love is deeper than all that. And what this world needs to me is we all, we need a true manual of life that people can go by. I mean, the, the Ten Commandments is good, but we need a manual of real life, A to Z, when to have sex, when to fall in love, when to stack money, when to um, pursue certain things in life, and what to do with your life if things uh, should happen to go wrong. Because we need um, classes, I think, for people to date because they have stuff for you when you fuck up in the divorce. They have things for you when you neglect your children. They have these programs you go to. I think people should take a program together to have well, a Well, a lot of guys start like that's therapy and they don't want to do therapy. Usually, both parties never agree on therapy. One agrees but the other one does it. And usually the one who doesn't want to go doesn't want to tire of the relationship anyway. I don't want to go. But they're not man or woman enough to say, I don't want to be in this relationship. So most men will cheat and hope the girl catch them cheating for them to break up. But most men very seldom break up with the woman. So this guy was living with you. You had to change. Not changed like he gave his key back. So what happened in those days after? Did he come back? Um, he came. He came last. He came last night. Um, the the talk and actually for five minutes of my time. But at that point, it was it even got even worse since Wednesday. So I let him talk, but I really didn't have nothing to say. I'm still very very angry. So I don't want to make any decisions about anything or say anything because I know I'm very angry. So right, I just want to just be left alone right now. So you, are you saying that you, it's possible you could take it back? No, I'm just saying that because there's stuff. There's so there's things that's going on in there. Like you know, I have a car that he would like to get back. That's you know that I'm not giving up and. He had my so he has he had some things of mine that I wanted back that he wasn't trying to give up. So there's 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 a lot going on in, in the midst of this, and I just don't want to. I'm not willing to give up anything that he got because I feel like it's mine, and he don't want to give up what he what he gave it up. He gave it to me. I he had my medicine. Okay. And he wow. Ended up bringing, yeah, he ended up he, he took my medicine out of anger. And he brought it back a couple of days later, but you know, just doing stupid stuff like that just made it even. Worse yeah. on him 
on me even trying to even, even if you had a chance of maybe us talking and figuring out something right now, I definitely don't want to even more now because you just keep doing more and more things and then other people are getting involved on your side that's making it even worse for you now. So it's like, you know, I, I don't even want to think about anything right now. Right now I just want to just be left alone. Right, right. Let me calm down and get my mind together to see if I want to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to be petty anymore. I'll give you this. Or I might still in the end end up saying, "Fuck you! I'm not giving you shit." Right, <laughs> you, right, you, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just take that L. I take an L, and you take an L, and we just go separate ways. Okay, I respect that. And what is it that he's trying to get? So there's a car over here, um, that is, it's his, but it's mine. Okay, explain that. So I helped him put the. I, I was supposed to only put a down payment on it, but. And he made the payments, but he never made no payments. So I Whoa. ended up paying for it. And then I still gave it to him with a birthday gift. That, the birthday gift was the down payment, though, not the whole, not me purchasing the car. But then we had fell out, and he took it out of my out of my name. He took it out of my name and put it in somebody else's, and now it's back in my name again. And everything what? was cool. Yeah, everything oh, was cool. Right well... He ain't, at, at this present moment, he ain't getting it back. So right, I feel like you owe me. I'm I'm taking L's left and right. I'm tired of taking L's, and if I gotta take an L, so do you. So we just not we just gonna be taking L's. Just call me L because I stay taking. It. <laughs> that is crazy, huh? And I, I mean, I ain't, you know, I, I ain't I ain't gonna say I'm perfect. I'm not. I'm I could be okay. very petty. I could be very petty. Yeah. And my mouth sometimes can be ruthless only because I was in a relationship for about 15 years and I was quiet the whole relationship. I let a lot of stuff slide. A lot of things happen for a lot of different reasons. And I broke that off. I said I would never be quiet again in a relationship. Okay. I didn't care if you didn't want to hear me. I didn't care if you thought it was stupid. I don't care if how you felt about it. I'm not going to be quiet. And that's my problem. Okay. I, don't, I don't be quiet. I don't know how to shut up. Okay. Now, you think you should work on that a little bit? Not to be I mean, shut I'm trying up. to work on that a little bit, but it's hard to work on it when the other person ain't working on their mouth neither. So now we just two bad mouth people. Right. And that's not good because you got kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they see this, correct? One of them, every now and then, she's my right, oldest, right. so she's yeah, wrong. Right, right, right. I mean, some stuff I just, I, I, I'm quiet a lot on certain things still, even still, outside okay. of relationships. I still be quiet. I don't try to cause drama. I try not to really mean no harm with a lot of stuff. And that's what okay. people play me for, like, you know, I'm soft because I, I some situations where I probably should say something, I just don't. I just be like, man, whatever, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard being not, a Virgo. It's hard being. I blame it on being a Virgo. Yeah, Virgos are interesting. What was your, when's your birthday? August twenty ninth. August 29th, Okay. Yeah, my daughter's is um August twenty fifth. You see, we are lovers. We really don't want want to fight for real. We're lovers. Right. On our shoulders. We're really cool people, but. Sometimes that's bad against us. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you know, you got to, you know, you take one day at a time and 
you tackle. You're 38. You're young. You guys are making some interesting mistakes. I just wish all of y'all had a TK on your shoulders years ago so y'all won't be in situations like this because it was fascinating that um, when you were saying how everybody loved you, loved us, love you, CK, and well, like no matter what, I was coming to see you. Like I was coming to that show. <laughs> yes. Because mm-hmm. somebody was like, you sure you still want to go? You got a lot going on. I said, hell yeah, I'm going. Fuck wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I thought that was interesting. And that's how come I had the interview because when we were talking, and I said, oh, man, this sister went through all this shit, and she still came out to see me perform. And I just wanted to say thank you, hon. Like, I'm really glad that um, I can make you laugh and make you think and make you just like, you know what, I love TK. And, and that's why I had to make the time to put this on the air because I wanted people to know that um, if you're going through something, you know, like you said, this is still in the early stages of your um, breakup and confusion, and hopefully that you can um, um, work this out. But what's your goal? What do you want? You're 38. You got how many kids you have? Six. Oh, man. And how many kids is at the house? One. Well, two now because, well, he ain't. He don't live here, but he always wants me to, you know, proclaim him as my son. She's engaged, so... My future son-in-law will be around a lot. Babe, you look so young to have six damn kids to be having the conversation that you're having. <laughs> like, I'm tripping now. Like, now I'm tripping because I would have never guessed that. Yes. You know, I would have never guessed that. So you got six kids. They all good? They're good kids? You know, they're kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're kids. <laughs> They're, they're, they all have different personalities. There's never a dull moment around them. Right. Okay. Never. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's interesting. So you got six, so you just had the miscarriage of meaning you was about to have seven. Uh-huh. So what about birth control, babe? I mean, I wanted this. You know, I'm, I'm a numbers person, you know, and they say, you know, God say be fruitful and multiply. Seven's a number of completion. Eight's a number of new beginnings. Like, you know, I just... Like every every one of my kids have something unique or particular about their name, their birthday, time of day, uh-huh. all that. Like it's all okay. so. That's, that's, that, you know, I I get a lot out of doing these podcasts too because uh, you never know how another person is thinking, and I find what you're saying very interesting in the way you think because. I'd have never guessed in a million years how young you look. I'd never guessed in a million years how you think and how your your strategy is. Now, do you would you have another kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you get out of this situation, you would have one. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm the only child, so I always wanted a big family. Okay, understand. Understand. And I hope and I hope you get what you want, but this guy who had the situation at the house. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you have any kids with him? Mm-mm. Okay. And how many kids live at the house? With me right now? Yes. Uh-huh. One. One. Well, okay. 
Okay, so that's not that. And all the other kids, they with their dads? Or how many baby mm-hmm. daddies? Two. Two, okay. And the other kids stay with their fathers? Um, yeah, because I only, so her dad is somebody different than the other five. Right. So they, they're, with, they're with him right now. Okay, okay, which is good. It's good that kids can be with their dad. You know, we we need more of that. I wish I could have done more of that because of my career shit. Like, I'm tired now. Like, when I get done with this, I got to go on stage in two hours. I thought I was going to at least be able to lay down for another hour or so. That ain't happening. Because oh, I got to yeah. do two workouts. I worked out early today. I'm doing this with you. Then I got to work out again right before I go to the show. I'm tired. I got two shows tonight, so I got to find the strength to to perform. My neck hurt a little bit, but you know it's cold out here in in in, in uh, where the hell am I at? In Detroit, are you in Detroit? Yeah, I'm in Detroit. Yeah, I, I got, how was it down there? You know, when since they won, you know, my um my kids or well, my daughter and her fiance are here. They said hi. We all want to know. Oh yeah, it was. Um, you know, I don't really hang out much. I don't really think it was that exciting. You know, Michigan won. But like I told somebody the other day, I think um, it's, I'm glad that Michigan won because I remember for years Michigan getting their ass whooped, and that it, they all seemed so sad because everybody wanted to beat Michigan. Really, truly wanted to beat Ohio, and haven't beat them since 2002. That's over 21 years, right? But what I like about these type of stories is that sooner or later the tables turn. <laughs> Right? Sooner or later. And that's the metaphor for this. Ohio had been whooping Michigan ass for years. And now the table's turned. It's, you know, they won, Michigan's won two years in a row. And I, I, I'm not, I don't have a favorite team. I just love those type of stories to see you could lose for so long. Then eventually, if you keep bettering yourself, you truly would get what you want out of what that you're pursuing and that's what I like. That's what I like about that story. Yeah, and that's a win, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love stories like that. And that's what you have to do is you know, going back to what you're saying, you just gotta keep plugging away. But what what's the win for you? I think you just wanna have kids and have a good dude no, who could bring Yeah, well, well my mom, she wanted, my mom passed away last year. And before she passed, she started telling me what she wanted, wanted for me. And we were working on that. And we were working on to better our relationship, and I was working on to better me. So I've been trying, like, I did, I've always, she wanted me to have, well, she didn't want me to have any more kids <laughs> at all. <laughs> but she wanted me to be married and, you know, have, a, buy a house, have a, a nice career going. I have, you know, um, a nice, a good job. So mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm working on trying to buy a house next. Um, and then the marriage thing, like I was with me and him for five years. Like I don't want to keep getting into relationships for no reason. Like I don't want to just keep going from one relationship to another. I'm a relationship right. person. I've had my, I've had three serious relationships in my life and nothing really in between. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good and bad. Like long term relationships. I've been in a relationship since I was thirteen years old. Wow. So you started fucking at thirteen. 
<laughs> it's basically no, it was more like 14. I had her at 16. Okay, yeah, still a motherfucking young. I think I was fucking at 14. <laughs> so it sounds bad in a sense because of our age. But 14, ah, give me an example. My daughter, I, uh, she said she was on a date yesterday. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm going to make an ice cream. I said, but who? She said, Alex. I said, oh, okay, cool. I said, um, who's Alex? She said, oh, he's just a friend. I said, send me a picture. She never sent me a picture. After my show, I called her. You know, nothing nothing serious. We just talking. So who is Alex? But she said nothing. And I left it like that. But today I woke up and this Alex motherfucker is heavy on my heart. <laughs> Well, normally when I call my daughter, she has that non-disturbance. You know how you have the phone non-disturbance? It won't be disturbed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that on the phone today, and I'm not going to try to call. I just thought that was interesting because I don't want to check up on her. But she did say something. She said, Dad, how would you feel if I start dating? I said, well... I consider you very, very close to me that if you do start dating, I hope that you will run it by me first because I love you so much. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, I said, you're so girl, but at the same time, you got to run things past your dad so I can make sure everything is in order, right? Because I don't know what her choices are in men. And in today's world, I don't want my child to, or none of my girls, to end up with crazy-ass niggas and because they was horny or because this motherfucker pursued them the most, but he's the worst guy. I want women to wait a little longer and try maybe to find the right guy because dating is like a Rubik's Cube. You got to hope that all the colors lined up equally and we all know how hard that is so you can fuck you can go out you gotta wear your condoms if you can if you don't really trust the person and hopefully that person is just the right person for you and that's this key to me i think that's how um when people should live well, at least your daughter came to you about that, and mine came to me and said she was with somebody for a year and they're engaged. And you didn't know? <laughs> I didn't know nothing about him until I met him. The first day I met him is the day I found out about him. Wow. And she's yeah, engaged I, to, I, to a Buckeye, so it's like, oh, my God, her grandma is rolling in her grave. Oh, y'all take that shit seriously with that football. Yes, all of us. That's how she raised us. Right. Yeah, he, that's he yesterday. Ooh, the pictures I got of him wearing the Michigan stuff. Yeah, you watch yeah, football he, now? Um, no. You don't want to watch no more okay. football. That's it. But, yeah, at least your daughter came to you like, hey, you know, I'm with this guy. Okay. Yeah, they're not dating yet, but I hope she's, she would tell me is what I'm saying. I hope I don't get surprised. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope not. I was That's blown, my thing. I was blown away. Blown now, away. how did you handle it, though? Were you upset? <laughs> I'm curious to see how you handled it. How did you handle it? I said, well, what the hell? Like, all right. 
I was confused because we talk all the time, and she hit that well. Exactly. See, that's my point. See, you talk mm-hmm. to a person all the time, and you would think they would hold this information. They would tell you because you think you're so close. Yeah, oh, see, so that just shows that we were, I guess we're not as close as I thought then. Dang. Right. I think that would hurt me. That's my thing. I think that would hurt. But I already told myself that whatever happens, be prepared. So I'm that kind of guy, right? I'm I'm the kind of guy that when things are happening, I try to think about what if on everything, relationships, um, death, finances, what if. So when stuff happens, it's not truly painful when it does happen or if it happens because guess what? I thought about it already. It didn't, like, catch me off guard and surprise me. So that's how I live my life. That's how I do the things that I do. And that's what gives me peace from time to time because I always say, what if? What if that happened? And then I chop it up like a a, um, a sandwich. And, you know, I'm, I'm prepared for it. I just, like I said, you was on my mind with this. And believe it or not, when I had texted you earlier, I was going to hit you, and you didn't hit me right back. I swear, I said, please, Lord, I hope I don't find out later that this man killed this woman because I'm in that state. Them motherfucking men is insane. <laughs> no. You got some of the most emotional men in Ohio that I've ever seen in my life. And you know what's crazy now? The trend is how women are dating women, and the women who are dating the woman that's supposed to be the man, that female is getting emotional too. That I saw an article the other day where a young girl who's a dyke or whatever is shot and killed the girl and her kids. Wow. Yeah, so everybody got, and no matter what, babe, no matter what goes on in your life, please do not start dating women. <laughs> no, that's not an option for me. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. That's that's all I ask. Don't <laughs> do that. But that will be... That's a tragedy. Yes, it is. Because women who do that, they date like it's not going to be the same type of problems, but you want to have the same problems that the men were doing. Yeah, that's how I look at it, too. And then also, I'm just not putting my face in no girl's, in no girl's vagina. I don't care. There you go. That's my girl. <laughs> that's no, my girl. I'm not doing that at all. Yeah, so I guess, you, I guess you're going to need some time, babe, to... And get this right. Yeah, I'm just taking it day by day. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can do. You know, maybe you need, you need some time. But whatever you do, babe, since that motherfucker took your medicine, and you almost died. Don't let. Be careful letting that motherfucker back in. If you decide to let him back in, man, you got, you got to keep your guard up. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest part I'd be thinking about right there, is the medicine part. But I'm so far so good. 
Yeah, that's insane, hun. I'm just I looking at something. I was gonna be. Say it again. I ain't as broken as I thought I was gonna be. Like I'm all right. No, no, no. You put money away, correct? Hmm. So you put money away, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you mean by being broke? Explain. I didn't say nothing about being broke. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. What were you saying? What did you say? <laughs> I said I'm not broken. I, I'm not as broken as I thought. Okay, I was. broken. Okay, that's what I heard. heard. Okay. Yeah. No, no. You got a wonderful spirit. I don't. I don't ever see that shit happening. You got a great outlook on stuff, and that. And to the fans out here and people around the world, you, you, you're gonna fall in love. You're gonna get hurt. But please, just always try to find a way to to do better things. So what would be, what would you say if you was talking to someone else? What different? What would you do differently to prevent the situation that you're in? Um, make sure you know what I mean. I'm just curious. Um, make sure you're getting what you feel like you deserve. Hmm. Okay. Take care of you first. Like, mm-hmm. I put myself second or last. So, put yourself first. Because that's how you lose like, yourself. Yep. How you lose I yourself. Think, yeah, you have to do that. You have to. You know, especially you, you kids at that age. Uh, you have to put yourself first at a young age to try to get as much as you can out of life before you start fucking and falling in love. Yeah, because yeah, I tell my daughter all the time, love is a dangerous drug. Like, it is the most dangerous. Yes. And I tell people that's when mostly all your problems start in life. When you start dating. Because you got to hope the other person is on point. Really do. But listen, you know, I love you as a friend. No, you know, we definitely going to stay in touch because, you know, I think you're cool as hell. Thank you. Please, please get healed well. Take care of your health. Um, You don't need no stress to put you in this early grave. You're a young, beautiful woman, 38 years old, you know, six, almost had seven. And you just just need peace and need to keep them legs closed for a minute. (laughs) I am, I am. My my friend tells me I got eggs with legs. I know I am. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that now. I would still love to later on with my husband, maybe, but I don't. Right. I'm not thinking about that right now. Yeah, don't think about that right now. Love your children. Love your time. Enjoy your Thanksgiving meal. And before I let you go, let me do some announcements real quick. Um, ladies and gentlemen, listen to. All the fans over the years, and especially this year, we've really done big numbers around this, around the country, around the world, from London to Paris, France. I mean, man, not, not, Rotterdam, Birmingham, UK, etc. So now we bring the talents to Zanies in Nashville this Thursday, November 30th. Make sure you get your um, tickets. This is this thing is selling out real fast. They tell me. What I hope and pray for is that I'm well rested because I am 
extremely high, but I'm going to get my rest. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be ready. No excuses, as I will say. No excuses. I come to give a good show. Now, did your family enjoy the show? Yeah. <laughs> you hear him? He said, yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. All right. Are you, that's good. You got him listening, huh? That's good. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a, it was a, it was a great show, and I'm just glad that y'all had a good time. And I'm sorry I had to get you when you um, stood up to to go do your thing. So yeah. let me see what they wrote. Yeah, um, this is what they're saying: Comedy's best kept secret. T.K. Kirkland takes on Zany Stage November 30th for one night only. It says T.K.'s been shutting out venues across the country and around the world. And now it's your turn to get on the fun. You've heard him on the Berkeley Club, 85 South Show. Grab your tickets now to see him live. There's a link in the bio. So where's it? Oh, okay. TK. I'm looking at a picture of mine. So it's going to be a Zanies in Nashville. Ladies and gentlemen, please get your tickets. Let me give you the number to these people. <laughs> One second. So Zany says for, for tickets and more information, call six one five two six nine zero two two one. Address is two zero two five Eighth Avenue, South Nashville, Tennessee. Zip code three seven two zero four. And then Thursday, I got to get up from Nashville, Tennessee. Leave there Thursday morning because I'm coming to Birmingham, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, at the Stardome. And I'm impressed because these motherfuckers think I'm really funny. It's just crazy. You know, it's like really, 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 really insane. Uh, where is that? Stardome. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Just Google it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tired. So, <laughs> start home in Birmingham, Alabama, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get the tickets. Google the information. Please come out to the show. Um, let's have fun. Let's enjoy lives. And you keep you take care of your health, too. You know, I stay in touch. Love your children. Love yourself. And like you said, love yourself first. You'll win half the battle, okay? All right. I'll call you throughout the week. All right. Okay, you take care of yourself. You too. Um, bye-bye. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.